So I've just driven through Kinloch U. I've taken a left down the Glen Torridon Road. And on my right-hand side in the foreground, there's loads of really young trees just coming away. I've come here to Bene National Nature Reserve to find out how these trees have established and follow the journey from seed to tree. So here at Ben A National Nature Reserve, woodland expansion has been a really important part of the management here since it became the first National Nature Reserve in 1951. So Doug, why is it that woodland expansion is so important here at Ben A? At the moment we're walking through the ancient Pinewood and you look around, it's really diverse, it's really high in biodiversity, there's all sorts of different trees and the species associated with that. This is one of the largest remnants of ancient Caledonian pinewood in the northwest of Scotland. This woodland's been here for, well, since the end of the last ice age, and it should cover a much bigger area. Uh, and here at Ben A, we've got fragments of ancient woodland, uh, but on their own, they're not so resilient to change. So by linking in these fragments and creating a bigger area of woodland, it's going to be better for all the species associated with woodland, but also its resilience to change and especially climate change. Each tree is locking up carbon uh, and that's stored in the, not just the living trees, but the deadwood and the, the soils as well. So Doug, why would we not just rely on natural regeneration? Uh, well, ultimately here at Ben A, we're, we're wanting to rely on natural processes. So we're wanting the woodland to expand by natural regeneration but at the moment to rely completely on natural regeneration it's going to take a very very long time for the woodland to re-establish so we're going to help it along we're going to kick start it and what we've done here at Ben A is we've linked in the ancient woodland with our planting and the idea of this is not to reforest huge areas of reserve it's just to lay down a seed source uh, to then allow those natural processes to take over also I suppose in this ecological crisis with the climate emergency and, and biodiversity loss uh, we haven't really got the luxury of time have we and we can speed things up if we plant yeah and then maybe we've got about three more years of planting here and yeah. beyond that we can then allow natural processes and let nature shape yeah the the, um, the woodlands and by well by planting and getting that woodland on the ground we're hopefully making uh, the reserve as resilient as possible to well, things like climate change uh, just so it's in a better position to combat changes in the future. And these these trees that we're looking at here so these have regenerated naturally haven't they? Yeah. But you can see they're quite small and is that because the ground's quite boggy or is that just because it's quite a slow process here in, in Westeros? So there's a number of factors like the, the ground is pretty wet you will get trees getting away and the pine that is native to here is it actually suited to growing in wetter conditions it's actually genetically distinct from pine in the well say in the Cairngorms so as well as some poor ground conditions uh, weather plays an influence it's not the nicest of environments for a tree here <laughs> Uh, and also the other big issue with uh, regeneration of woodland is uh, deer densities. It's only with getting our deer densities right that we're getting conditions that allow woodland to expand and regenerate. And that's another big part of our management here. And because this is genetically different, 
this uh, species of Scots pine here. Uh, that's another reason why it's important to collect seed locally. So we collect all the seed on, on the NNR itself. Yeah, we collect all the seed from all our different tree species on the reserve uh, and it's all planted out on the reserve. Uh, the only exceptions to that is we uh, supply Cowlin Estate, which is our neighbouring estate with pine. We've actually just last year become a, a Britain's first genetic conservation unit and this recognises the importance of our uh, genetics in our pine and it's just set up to protect that. Benet was quite an easy site to do that because our management was geared up to that already uh, and we we're already making sure that we're keeping the genetics of the pine by collecting all our seed on the reserve. Okay then Doug, so we've come up here now into part of the ancient woodlands and we're looking up for the seeds from the Scots pine trees. So what, what exactly are we looking for when we're collecting the seeds? Uh, so this time of year we're just looking for this year's cones. So on trees you'll get some from last year which have basically already shed their seeds. Uh, so we're looking for fresh cones. We're pretty lucky, like here it can all be done by hand, so we're using just hooks to pull down branches without damaging them and then just plucking the cones off one by one. Uh, we're coming to a stage on Benet where we've got quite a lot of young stuff so we're not needing to climb so much but in the past they actually climbed trees uh, to harvest the cone and back in the, the dark ages they actually used shotguns to shoot cone out of trees but that's a bit frowned upon nowadays. So don't do that anymore. Classic. Good one. And so when they're looking at the cones themselves, I mean the cones aren't open yet are they? They're quite no. tight so um, is, that, is that the type of cone that we're looking for? Yeah, so we're wanting tight cones with the seeds sealed inside. So what happens naturally if the cones stayed on the trees, uh, hopefully over the summer you get periods of dry and wet and it eventually works its way on the cone to open it and then a nice sunny, dry, windy day they'll completely open and the wind will blow the, cone, uh, the seed out which has got a wing and it can travel quite a distance away from well, the existing woodland and that allows it to expand naturally. Uh, we also, when we're picking the cones now, we won't take all the cones off tree because obviously we want cones left. And then we'll take these seeds back to, to the field station and, and extract the seeds there? Yeah. Okay Doug, so we're here now back at the Benet field centre and we're just going to go and look at how the seeds are actually prepared once we've collected those cones out from the woods. So this is our barn where we uh, extract all the seed. So we keep the door closed because the seed might blow away in the wind. So. You want to come in? In here this is head of operations uh, for ex seed extraction. Uh, Pete's here. Uh, Pete works on Benet as well and has been here for over 20 years and he's an expert. So Pete, uh, can you talk us through the process? What do we do first when we come in off the hill with these pine cones? The pine cones are brought in and put into a tub of water. Um, they're kept in there for three days to swell up before we then move them into a heated cupboard. The cones will open and the seed will start to fall out. We've got some nice open cones here. Oh, it's quite warm in there, isn't it? Yes, it takes quite a bit of heat to... And how long are they in that, in that heat? Just until they open. Yeah. So they normally open within two days. The whole lot will go through in two days. 
We then pick all the cones that are open. And that's what the volunteers are doing here now. And they put them into a pillowcase. Oh, yeah. And from there they're taken over to a spin dryer. And what's the spin dryer doing then? It's just spinning the cones up to loosen any seed that's still (laughs) stuck in them. So it's... So they spin round inside. Yeah. Oh, yeah, blind them up. They're then emptied out onto into a tree and given a, another shake, and that gets some more seed out. Yeah. The seed, once it's taken out, is cleaned of all the bits of rubbish and needles that came in with it. So that's just to sort of make sure you're just left with, with seed and, and no, no other material. Yeah. So what happens now is they're put into an old tea towel and rubbed together to break off the wings and then emptied into a riddle and the riddle is dropped very slowly down into the side and the bits of wings uh. fly out and we get left with a clean seed ready for going so the seed's a bit heavier, so it stays yeah. in the riddle, and the wings are a bit lighter, so they float up as you, as you take the riddle down, and then you're just left with the seed. Wow, that's yeah. amazing. And then you bag up all that seed, and then it's ready to plant out what straight we, away? Or? No, what we do is we'll bag it up, and it will go into a fridge um, until we're ready to use it. We won't be planting this until end of May, beginning of June. So it's not just Scots pine, other, other trees as well, isn't there? But at different times of year we collect different species, is that right? Yeah, that's correct. We're collecting rowan, birch, alder, juniper are the main species we're collecting. Okay, so we've now come down to the tree nursery here at Ben A, and this is where all the action happens. So once we've extracted the seed and prepared the seed and it's ready for germinating um, what, what's the process there Pete? Well we bring it down into the polytunnel we put it into big seed trays and germinate it at about three weeks old it will be big enough to prick out so at that point we get the volunteers down here and each individual tree is taken out and put into a cell so they're pretty tiny at that phase, that stage. Obviously, yeah. they've just literally just germinated, and they're a few centimeters high, and they're they're just put into these individual um, root trainers. Yes, yeah. they're oh maybe a couple of centimeters high when they they come in. They make a little hole in the growing medium and put the tree in. The trees are then put onto metal tables, and they'll stay on these metal tables until they're ready to be taken out to go on the hill. For the first part of their life, they'll spend in the polytunnel, uh, normally about three to four months, just getting them growing. It's very warm and very moist in here, so it encourages the trees to grow quite quickly. With them being in the, the cells, we don't have a lot of weed problems, so they're just kept in here, watered, until they're ready to go out into the harding, hardening off area. So the likes of the broadleaves, they'll be sown in March, April, and they'll be ready to go out on 
to the hill in November. The Scots pine, it takes a bit longer. It takes about 18 months before it's ready to go wow. out. But compared to a bare root nursery, that's about half the time it would take in bare root. Oh, right, okay. And so once they've been in the, the uh, polytunnel, they're hardened out outside, is that? Yes, that's outside. We've got big hardening off areas outside. So they just sit there and take all the weather so that they're ready yeah, for whatever. Yeah, robust, yeah. Yep. Good stuff. And then how do you know when they're ready to get planted out? Just by the size of them. Um, we're needing 7 mil root collar size. So we look at the root collars and if that, when that hits 7 mil or above, they're ready to be planted out. How many Scots pine trees have we got here at the moment then? Well, including the stuff waiting to go out onto the hill, we've probably got somewhere about 40,000 Scots pine. Wow, that's amazing. And there's also these other broadleaves, so I can see holly there as well, and there's birch and alder. Yep, there will normally be about 6,000 of those in the nursery at any, any one time. So you, you were saying there about the pricking out and taking in each individual seedling out. If we've got sort of twenty to 40,000 trees here, that must take quite a bit of time. It takes, it takes a lot of time. And thankfully, we've got volunteers that are keen to get involved and they will spend quite a few weeks down here. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, it's, at least it's dry and you can keep yeah. out the rain on the bad days. Yes, it's dry, you can keep out the rain and when the midges come, if we shut the door and increase the temperature in here a wee bit, um, the midges don't like it in here either, so they're generally quite happy down here. <laughs> I'm just saying, there's quite a gap there underneath the polytunnel. Does that, I mean, do you have problems with mice or voles or anything coming in here or...? Yes, we have a problem with mice. Well, we used to have a problem with mice. We now have a pine marten that's taken up residence around here <laughs> and he's doing quite a good job um, at keeping the mice down. We've even cut a hole in the door so he can get in and out. <laughs> Classic. Well, thanks very much, Pete, for your time. That's been really interesting and amazing to see all these trees growing up and... Um, these bigger ones will be going out when? In the next couple of weeks? Or? Yes, hopefully they'll be out within the next month to start the life out on, on the reserve. Good, well, Doug, maybe we should head out and see where they're going. Yep, sounds good. Okay, so we've come out to an area here right underneath uh, Ben A in the background. Um, where this is the kind of areas where we're planting up to get that connection between fragments. So what is the process for planting out? How do we go about it? Uh, so basically we're trying to link in the ancient bits of woodland. Uh, so in the areas we'd like to link, we come along and we survey the area just to find the, the ideal spots for planting trees. You can see behind us uh, there's a mix of wetter ground and then drier knolls so we're picking the drier knolls uh, where trees would naturally want to grow to plant uh, and this bit in here was planted a few years ago but i mean it's really coming on really well 
you can see the pines um, getting a good bit of growth on it but a lot of these birch that are growing in amongst it uh, are probably natural regen because we didn't plant that many did we? No there's definitely natural regen uh, coming away you can actually see older birches scattered in this area and they'll act as a really good seed source to uh, allow for natural regeneration. So the area here we've actually uh, since being planted we haven't used fences in the management uh, some of the areas on Ben A in the past have used fences to protect the woodland from uh, deer from deer yeah uh, and this is well obviously quite an effective way of protecting trees from deer but uh, the woodland that has established there it's not what we're wanting it's not a natural woodland uh, natural woodland will have herbivores in it and that helps create a natural mosaic so you'll get open spaces that are left different height classes and structures uh, whereas a traditional plantation it's that it's just trees all of an even age uh, little light getting in everything growing straight up and we're actually doing quite a lot of work in those old plantations to change that and restructure them and get more of a natural process in but hopefully in areas like this where we're managing in the presence of deer we won't have to do that so much in the future uh, and we'll be in left with a, a more natural looking woodland with the components that we want yeah all right so it's amazing all this has grown here without the use of of um, deer fences to exclude deer so it's a much more natural uh, process a much more natural woodland even though of course it has been planted uh, but also the heather here is really deep as well isn't it and it just shows what low browsing pressure can do yeah because we're managing without fences uh, although we do want to manage in the presence of deer they have to be at the right densities to allow regeneration uh, which means we obviously have to manage the deer populations here uh, we don't have any natural predators here in Scotland so we have to control that population if we didn't then you'd end up with a population that was far too high for the habitat uh, and it will also be bad for the deer they won't be in a, a good state of health so it, it's really important that we manage our deer sustainably well Doug that, I mean that's been a really interesting day and it's been incredible to see the journey all the way from seed right the way up to tree here at Ben A and once this woodland gets established in the next 50 100 years this place is gonna be pretty amazing isn't yeah it? I mean it's really exciting place to work even at the moment uh, already in this young woodland we're starting to see things like black grouse coming back so you can really see that change and just development of the land it's obviously a, a long time scale and it's not even going to be in my lifetime but small steps 